Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 107 Betrayal and Curse of the Cobra Part 1. Hi, pals. We're, we're near the end of Batman Beyond. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. And these are the pen, pen, pen five, two. There's five episodes left. Uh huh. I got lost in that real quick. <laughs> the pen five to mint. It's the penultimate episode of us covering episodes because mm-hmm. next week we're doing three. Yep. So th- these are the last five. Mm-hmm. And, uh, not great. Here they are. They're not, you know, as I've always said, the show's, even when it's bad, is fine. Mm-hmm. But these were not what I would call exemplary they, examples of the show. These were definitely fine. When you're like, no, no, this show's actually good. Mm-hmm. These aren't the ones you pull out to yeah, prove don't, that point. Don't roll out the the second uh, big time episode. How's about? Or the first, mm-hmm. uh, Curse of the Cobra with a K, the well-known Dutch off. <laughs> we're finally introducing a real threat to Terry. These uh-huh. snake people. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. How how how's that how's that going? Well, they go. <laughs> okay. We'll blow it? up Gotham City. <laughs> no, come on. They'll blow up the ocean. <laughs> Gotham City's a ocean side town. Okay. Shit! I think I can make this work. Uh, you've turned into um. I don't know what you've turned into there. <laughs> A very irritating person to listen to. I think that that's kind of your um, your uh, uh, Tim voice. Hey, Batman! Oh. <laughs> I completely lost Tim's last name for a minute. Uh, Tim, Tim Meadows? No, that's a guy no. from SNL from a long time ago. You know, Tim. Uh, Tim Drake. No, yes, thank you, Tim Jesus. Drake. Ah, we, we're eminently qualified to run a Batman podcast when we can't even remember the names mm-hmm. of main characters. Which one is the third Robin? Fourth? Hang on. Uh, this show only had two, so mm-hmm. and we liked the second one a lot better. It shouldn't I, be that hard to remember. I'm the one who wasn't beaten to death with a crowbar. Ho ho! No, in a couple of weeks we're going to find out the horrible thing that did happen to him, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Is it better? It is not. No. This is one you already know about, and you know for a fact that it's not. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Hey, how'd that little boy do? Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah, we haven't checked in with him. We, we've kind of, like, I think we've heard a couple times that, that Dick isn't great, but he's he's still alive and okay. Mm-hmm. He's doing he's his own thing. Saw what happened to Barbara. Obviously, mm-hmm. the older people like Jim and, and Alfred are gone, but, like, you, you know, t- Tim turned out okay, right? Well, mm. we do actually meet an old friend of Bruce's in, in the second episode. We though. do. Which we'll get into, but first, why don't you tell us about betrayal? Yeah, what a great title, too. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, uh, you know what? I don't care anymore. Whatever. No, it's the show's not bad. All it's right. just betrayal. All right, so an armored truck is robbed by Terry's old asshole friend that doesn't that he doesn't like anymore, but still follows on Facebook, even though he just keeps posting racist minions memes and pictures of his gun collection. <laughs> Charlie, big time, big time of wits. I mean, Bigelow. Charlie Bigelow. Sorry. Batman arrives at the scene, but Bruce is hesitant to let Terry get involved. He's your old friend, Terry, says Bruce. You'll subconsciously go easy on him. Weren't half your villain's old friends, girlfriends, sidekicks, and 
Whatever post-Grant Morrison Joker was, replies Terry. <laughs> That's different, says Bruce, hanging up and staring wistfully at a picture of Jason Todd shooting criminals in the face. <laughs> Terry and Charlie fight, but Charlie manages to escape, along with the Major, yet another angry, roundish crime boss that Charlie can view as a father figure until he gets angry, bored, or horny. <laughs> Jesus, it's a good thing this dude doesn't know about the kingpin. Charlie's working on working as part of Major's gang, but he wants to be an equal partner. Which is a problem, not because he is a hulking monster man, but because he's 20 years old. And 20-year-olds should not be in charge of crime families because 20-year-olds are stupid. <laughs> Meanwhile, Terry complains to Max about how he's angry that Bruce doesn't trust him to go after Charlie, and also that Bruce might be right, and then a couple of goons show up and kidnap him. Okay, bye, says Max. <laughs> the goons take Terry to Major and Charlie's hideout, so Charlie can show Terry all his cool stuff, like he's Bart living at Mr. Burns' house. But before they can try the water slide, Major arrives, wanting to know who this punk asshole using the Slurpee machine is. He and Charlie fight, and while that's happening, Terry just leaves. This is a terrible, awful crime family, and it might not all be Charlie's fault. Terry later touches base with Charlie and tells him that if Charlie will testify against Major, he can he can get the police to go easy on Charlie and get Wayne Powers to work on a cure for Charlie's case of massive gigantism. Charlie agrees, wiping a single crocodile tear from his gross monster face. The cops arrive at Major's hideout, a.k.a. that warehouse from the Ninja Turtles movie, and arrest everybody. Terry goes to find Charlie... Charlie to get himself to to get himself to turn himself in. Jesus Christ, Maggie. But Charlie is already split. Later, he arrives to tell Terry that he had no intention of ever turning himself in. And now he's going to run the shitty mob. And then he tries to kill Terry, which would be an issue, except that then Bruce plows his car into Charlie like Brent Spiner running over Patrick Stewart at a gala. <laughs> Terry changes back into Batman and kicks Charlie off a bridge like he's a boss in Double Dragon. Later, Bruce sends Terry another I told you so gorillagram. Well, there are plenty of intelligent gorillas willing to uh, step up and take that job in <laughs> yeah. this universe, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, hey there, uh, uh, Bruce Wayne told me to tell you that you're dumb. Wait, is that King Gorilla from Venture Brothers? It, it is King Gorilla from, Adve <laughs> from Adventure Brothers. I'm from Adventure Brothers. I'm awake. Uh-huh. Same. Uh-huh. Oh, Boy, I, I love like... those Adventure Brothers. Uh-huh. And, the... and their father, Dr. Professor Adventure. <laughs> Dr. Thaddeus Rusty Adventure, yes. <laughs> and oh, Brock man. Sampson from the Bible. Mm-hmm. The very same. Mm -hmm. um, I like you throwing in the uh, uh, running over him with his car reference just specifically for me. I'm never not going to think about that anytime someone hits somebody else with a car intentionally. What about when someone eats batteries and turns into a board? I mean, that's also very good. That'll definitely be all be making uh, appearances on the show anytime someone decides to eat a battery. Oh, boy. Which we do have a robot show coming up, so it's not out of the question. That's true. That is true. Robot joke. <laughs> yeah, this was... Uh, so, my big problem with this, this isn't even my bad thing, mm -hmm. it's just a bad thing. Yes. Is this didn't add anything. Like, the, the first big time story was all right. Yeah. We didn't love it, but it was fine. I'm not it was a, a big was fan a... of the character, but I do like no, someone but... from Terry's criminal past coming back, you know? And and I like when they try to take classic Bruce stories and, like, they don't copy them exactly, mm. but they definitely say, like, okay, this is your Two-Face. Exactly. Like, and, like, how... Ten from the Royal Flush Gang is your Catwoman. Like, that, that's, yeah. that's nice. I like that. Like, Terry's a different person. Let's see how deal he deals with a similar situation. Yeah, and we're going to make, okay, this isn't exactly Two-Face because he's not conflicted. He's no. just an asshole. Like, Two-Face, there was still good Harvey in mm -hmm. there somewhere. 
I just, I always wanted to be a giant asshole who could uh, commit crimes, and now I have the opportunity to be an even gianter asshole who can commit smaller crimes somehow, because I'm terrible <laughs> at my job. Because it's inversely proportional. Mm-hmm. The size you are relates to the crimes you commit, I like, guess. I don't like, know. if this dope had just figured his shit out, he could have a great career working for other crime bosses. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, get yourself a killer croc job or whatever. Like, you know, figure yeah, out what your lane is. Plenty of supervillains in this world, mm-hmm. like in this city. You could just be a henchman. Like yeah. the the unstoppable bruiser henchman. Yeah, and you're in a great situation where they can't just kill you when they get sick of you, you know? Right. Like and plus you don't have to wear the tattered clothes you were wearing when you turned into big time. Someone will give you a uniform that matches whatever their dumb supervillain thing. You get wear a big eye mm-hmm. and work for uh, work for uh, Spellbinder. Yeah, like you've got options. No, I want to be. I want to be. I want to be part of the gang. I want to be uh, telling people what to do. Well, you don't have any good ideas. Also, that is an excellent point in your summary. That yeah, he's twenty. He's twenty years old. Don't put twenty year olds in fr- in charge of crime families. Like, yeah. No, I I didn't even think of that, but you're right. He and Terry, like, he's a few years older than Terry, but only just. Yeah. Like, I think they went to high school together when, you know, he was a senior and he was a freshman or whatever, like, something like that. Yeah. Like, listen, I was in my 20s for a good long time, about 10 years, and, yeah. like, 20-year-olds are amount. stupid. Oh, boy, they are. The only thing stupider than 20-year-old Al was 19-year-old Al. Uh-huh, yeah. And the only thing stupider, you know. Yeah, it, no, like it keeps going back. Yeah. Oh, Zygote Al, he's the fucking worst. Uh-huh. Man. It's sad uh, that this is the smartest I've been in my entire life, but I still feel like oh an God. idiot. Yep, yep, sure is. This is peak us. Uh-huh, and yet... Oh, boy. And we couldn't remember uh, Tim Drake's name. A comic character whose name I've said eight trillion times. Yeah, that we talked about for, you know, mm-hmm. 14 weeks or whatever on this show. Yep. Not that long ago. Oh, boy. Hey, go- uh, hey there goes that boy. Boy, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Christmas Day. Wait, that's not what that's you asked That's not me. the answer to my question, but go mm. buy a ham. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I really just don't think this added anything to the big time story is what I was getting at. It, like, you're right. They didn't. What you do when you bring the character back is you escalate. Mm-hmm. You you do something new. You do something worse, more dangerous, yeah. more more personal, whatever. And this was just exactly the same. Yeah. Like he just latches on to another mob boss who can like tell him what to do, but he doesn't want to be told what to do, you know? Yeah, but I mean specifically when it comes to Terry and his conflict Mm -hmm. of, like, this is my friend, and and Bruce telling him, hey, even though he's your friend, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that. It just, it was, we did all this. Mm -hmm. And my bad thing kind of ties into that. It was very Mm heavy-handed. Like, the jumping right from he got away to, you think I did that because he's my friend, don't you? Like, it was so emotionally, like, like, Nothing happened to make him think that. He just said that. Mm-hmm. And then then for a little while there, they were really hitting the, I'm a monster. Yeah. Like, okay, buster. Mm-hmm. Calm down. I mean, like, Ugh. this sort of ties into my good thing, which is, like, I like the bits with Terry trying to talk him into turning himself in. Like, well, yeah. for a minute, I'm like, okay, I, this is actually interesting. Like, I like him, like, trying to help out this stupid giant idiot. Like, that's the kind of Batman I like, you know? Yeah, no. I mean, Bruce did it with Harvey. And then and Bruce wouldn't do that now because Bruce is kind of gone. Mm-hmm. But Terry's still a good kid, and he wants to do the right thing. Yeah. And I like that. And then, I've always liked that about him. He's a damn hero. Mm-hmm. And then when he's wrong, he kicks the shit out of him. But, mm-hmm. like, 
just ha- just having him go, nah, I actually love being a monster, and I'm really looking forward to running all the crime families in town, and also I am going to kill you. Like, yeah. all right. Yeah, whatever. Also, they put the word betrayal in the title. It's the only word. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't very good. No. There's I kind a, of already didn't like it, and I just talked myself into not liking it even more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what we do sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, or occasionally one of us will come in saying, that was pretty good, and the other one will bring a bunch of points. I'm like, oh, shit. No, actually, it wasn't no, good. No, that was bad. You were right. Oh. Why do I have a co-host that makes such cogent points? <laughs> I'm Damn a it. fool. <sighs> yep, that's my job. Mm-hmm. You think you love something? Guess what? You don't. Yep. Here's why. <laughs> <laughs> I made a, I made a numbered list of reasons why you don't like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you're oh, right. Shit. Uh-huh. Uh, the the point at the end of the episode where uh, Terry knocks him off a bridge, the DC Wiki chimes in helpfully to say, well, obviously Big Time died because he doesn't appear in any other episodes. The series ended. There's only three more after this, yeah, you man. you don't know that. Maybe he got a job at the Chili Place. Yeah. Oh, Terry, that guy looks familiar. Do I know him? Hey, Terry, you want some chili? No, but she wants all of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, please slather it on my white dress. <laughs> Duh. It's not a sex thing. I just like chili. Terry's like, I think it might be a sex thing. It could be. I'm a chili pervert. All right. I can think um, of worse things to spend your time doing. Oh, absolutely. Like uh, trying to be the 20-year-old boss of a mob? Yeah, that's definitely a worse thing you can do than get slathered with chili. <laughs> um, I like, uh, this is my good thing. Mm-hmm. They built on the Max and Bruce episode we got a few weeks ago where, uh, you know, those two had to team up and, like, Max had never spoken to Bruce before. Yeah. And now it's to the point where she's got his number and literally can call if anything happens to Terry. Yep. And I really like that. I like that they have a relationship mm-hmm. now. Bruce is still like, uh, what do you want? But also when he realizes, oh, something's wrong, mm-hmm. he jumps to act. And I'm actually confusing this a little with the next episode, yeah. I just realized. No, we'll get that, too, because that's my good thing for the next one. Yeah. But in this one, it's just nice that she can say, oh, shit, a couple of mobs, a couple of hired goons just threw Terry in a car. Mm-hmm. Who can I call? Oh, I know who I can call. I got this guy's number now. Hey, 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 Bruce, Max, what do you want? I told you not to call me at work. You're always could you working. At, could you at least call me Mr. Wayne? No. He calls me Mr. Wayne, and I've been he's been working with me for three years, and also I'm his secret dad. <laughs> Sorry, Brucio. Mm-hmm. That's worse. <laughs> Is that a Kids in the Hall reference? Uh, no, is it? Brucio, yes. There was oh, a whole, yeah. There was a whole thing with uh, Bruce McCullough. By the way, New Kids in the Hall, outstanding. I gotta watch that shit, because fucking I love I, that show. I was not expecting it to be any good, and it was actually very mm-hmm. good. Um, But yeah, I, I, liked, I liked that Max is to the point now. She's like, look, your boy got caught doing stuff for you. You want to do something about this? He's like, yeah, I'll get in my car that looks like the Batmobile and run somebody over. Fine. Don't put. Have the, we talked about? Don't okay. put the costume on. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. But, I don't think she would. No. But I like because once again she watches Terry get uh, like assaulted and she's like terrified. Like yeah. they they do that thing we see where she's like, I like helping with this and I'm glad I'm doing the right thing, but also the violence part of this is scary. Yep. And I like that about her. Mm-hmm. Just oh god, and like the fact that she always is like she always forgets yeah it's like i can absolutely see a teenager getting swept up in like the excitement of all of this and then like your friend gets the shit kicked out of him like oh right i'm bad at this 
this is traumatic and I shouldn't be excited. Because she's back next week going like, ah, you should teach me some kung fu. Yeah, but again, it's not... It, it, I think it feels like continuity to me. It doesn't mm. feel like this show forgot no, from week not to at week all. like a lot of episodic shows do. Yeah, no, that's the character, and I like that about yeah. her. I, I, but I, yeah, exactly. And I feel like what makes her brave is that she is scared and she does it anyway. Mm. Like, that's, I, I'm not, like, I'm hardly the first person to point that out. Like, bravery isn't doing the right thing. It's not wanting to do the right thing and doing it anyway. Yeah, Exactly. Because you're overcoming your own fear. Mm-hmm. You just, like, Bruce is brave in a sense, but he can't not do it. Yeah, exactly. But Max could go home if she wanted to and chooses to do it anyway. Yeah, so. you could stop this anytime. Like, I'll even still be friends with you. Yeah. No, no, this is horrifying, but also, I don't want this to happen to other yeah. people. I don't want other people to see their friends be carted off by mobsters, so uh, let me help you kick their ass. Oh, weird. I think I'm a good person. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, Max is... Maybe the best person yeah, on the show, yeah. now that I think of it. Yeah. you know, Terry's a good person, but also a bad boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Definitely a bad boyfriend. Yeah. Where's Terry? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Uh, I, I had a whole book of excuses. Like, I filled a whole fucking moleskin, and uh, I've used them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need to do some more brainstorming. You stay here. Mm-hmm. Duh. All right. Uh, tell her that you're going to um Europe. That'll cover you for like a month or something. Wait a minute. I saw him in trade class. I thought you were in Europe. Uh, yeah, I'm commuting. Bonjour. <laughs> I am a, uh, are you say, foreign exchange student. Matches Milan Junior. <laughs> I am Matches Milan Beyond. <laughs> Matches Milan Part Dieu. I am Matches Milan of the Future. <laughs> As he is known in the foreign market. Exactly. Which is where he's from. Exactly. Uh, what was your bad thing? Uh, uh, I feel like at this point in his in his life, Terry could probably beat up two random mob guys even without the suit. Well, they did have guns. They did have guns. That's true. Hand to hand, he could take them, no question. Mm-hmm. But with guns, eh, you know. It's just, there. all right. Mm-hmm. It just, it felt very much like, ah, we need to have him kidnapped for this episode to work, and we don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. And there was definitely a lot of long action sequences. Like, this is such a low-stakes episode. Oh, yeah. Like, like putting aside that I'm, it's hard to win me over with action mm-hmm. sequences, just in in the sense of if you're going to have three quarters of the episode be action, there should be something at stake. Yeah, exactly. Or interesting settings. Or, like, okay, a guy, like a new supervillain with weird powers. Mm-hmm. Like, then you then you do a lot of action sequences to show that off. Yeah. Like, first, first time we saw Ink, we want to see her in action. Mm-hmm. But... We already saw this guy. His deal is that he's a Hulk. Yeah, That's exactly. It. Like, there's nothing to show, and it's just, it's just warehouses and down by the docks again. Mm-hmm. It's nothing new. They are. They do fight on a bridge. Yeah, we fought on bridges a lot too. It's not. It's not up there with. I mean, that's. There's probably a yacht down below. If mm-hmm. they fell off the bridge, they'd be in a yacht. Well, that's how he didn't die and got a job at the chili place. He landed on a yacht. <laughs> of the of the guy who owns the chili place. Yep. Of uh, Maximilian Rhino. Yep, and the guy took pity on him. He was like, come on, kid, I'll give you a job at my chili store. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. There's some weird chick that comes in every week and spills chili all over her face. <laughs> I like the smell of books. <laughs> That's her yearbook quote. Yeah. <laughs> Just under a picture of her looking exceptionally vacant. <laughs> Most likely to succeed. <laughs> oh, God, you're probably right. <laughs> Considering every other classmate of theirs turned into a supervillain, uh-huh. you're probably right. 
I can't believe I'm the only one left in our left alive. Mm-hmm. Well, there's Howie, who got his dick chopped off by a sex bot and bled to death. Oh, God, I should be so lucky. Uh-huh. <sighs> what else? Uh, sorry, I was just thinking, their yearbook's got to have, like, uh, <laughs> their yearbook's got to have, like, an in-memoriam section that's like a phone booth. Phone book. Yeah, you... You have to you have to get some like the uh, Jack Kirby or somebody to draw your in memoriam just for all the weird colorful shit exactly. that happened to all the dead kids. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, what else? Let's see here. Well, you pointed out uh, Big Time has a new voice. Oh yeah, he's voiced by Clancy Brown. He Clancy Brown, excellent, like very well suited to a sort of growly monster voice. It is, but also he feels too grown up to be this guy. That's true. That is true. Like, I'd rather they had gotten the old guy back and put, like, a filter on his voice or something, or just have him talk like this. Yeah. No, it was uh, one of the lesser bald ones, as I recall. Yeah, exactly. Like, Daniel, maybe? I don't remember. Clarence. Yeah, Clarence Baldwin. Mm-hmm. The third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. it. Um. Also, uh, speaking of voice people, um, this is a deep pull, but I think you know this guy. Mm. You've seen The Big Lebowski, right? Oh, yeah, a lot. Obviously, everyone's seen The Big Okay. You know the the fat bald guy who's following him around and says, uh, I, "I'd love to work with you, Lebowski. I, I work for oh, the Oh yeah, 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 that, yeah. That was major, and I point this out not because like he's he's a real sort of like third string character actor. Sure. I like him, but he's not like a big name or anything. I point it out because this is one of those examples of they drew the character to look just like the guy. It is him? Oh my god, yeah, yeah. So when you were talking about sort of the, the bald, schlubby mm. uh, crime bosses, it's like, well, I think they drew him to look like his performance yeah, in this case. Yeah, absolutely. He's done a bunch of Coen Brothers movies, but that's sort of the oh, one yeah. everyone, like everyone's seen The Big Lebowski, yeah. so they know him from that. But he's he's one of those character actors who's been in everything. No, I've, def- and they, I've definitely seen him. In, I think, isn't he in Hudsucker Proxy? He probably is, yeah. Like he feels like somebody's boss in Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen that one in a little yeah. while. I love it. I, I just haven't seen it. I again. I haven't seen it yeah. in like It's a very years. good movie. Yeah. It's just been a little while, but uh, I, I'm sure he is. He's he's one of those guys the Coens like mm. and use a lot, so probably. Um, but yeah, they they drew his guy like I'm sure it was intentional. And we've seen that before, mm-hmm. where they uh, where they get a, a like an interesting looking character actor, and they're like, yeah, we'll just make the character look. I, like him. I always like that because like it's uh, it's a unique way of like making the characters not look that like that sort of generic Bruce Tim guy well this you know we've pointed it out all along this show's been very good at that it absolutely has superman was all right but this show in particular Mm -hmm. has has had some excellent character models uh Uh, what else let's see clancy brown Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm in your notes which is why none of them look familiar to me hang on yeah (laughs) why are these bullet points i don't use bullet points i don't remember writing any of this (laughs) (laughs) i wrote it about an hour ago they um uh i forgot what i was going to say oh there's a moment where uh bruce just calls terry terry mm-hmm. while he's in the bat suit in front of a bunch of people yep. like bruce i expect max to slip mm-hmm. up every now and then but you've been doing this for a long time ain't there a terry what works for bruce wayne that's probably mm-hmm. not worth investigating yes yeah, this is a very common name mm-hmm. that's why everyone's always going who the fuck is terry Yes, exactly. That's where that comes mm-hmm. from. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that could be it. That we might be it. All right. Well, uh, you got a quote? Uh, I do have the quote. It's the last line of the episode. It's pretty badass. I'm sorry. 
I know how hard it is to go against a friend. I outgrew him, that's all. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was, but I'm sure it was great. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving forward, then. Moving right along to mm -hmm. Curse of the Cobra. Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice jig, Kearney. <laughs> okay, here we go. Curse of the Cobra, Part One. Mm -hmm. Just in case you thought this story was was over, there's, uh, there's, there's. This is only half of it. If only. Uh huh. A top secret government warehouse is receiving an unscheduled delivery, but hey, this is Gotham City, where Amrado is. You can definitely trust anyone here, especially if you're tasked with guarding dangerous technology for the government. So the idiot guard waves the guy on through, apparently oblivious to his giant tattoo slash clue. Snake! Snake! It's a snake! <laughs> Actually, it's a bunch of snakes in the truck. Specifically those guys from Cobra with a K, who dress like snakes because, um... Because they're called Cobra? Also, one of them is dressed like a snake in a toga, and if there's one outfit that screams extremely practical for stealing high-tech government secrets, it's a toga worn over a snake costume. <laughs> And given that Terry gets his entire ass handed to him in the ensuing fight, I suppose that isn't the sarcastic joke I originally intended it to be. <laughs> so Terry limps back to the Batcave, ready to get yelled at for getting beat up, which, wow, when you say it like that, it makes him sound like more of an abuse victim than an actual superhero, huh? But Bruce doesn't yell at Terry this time. Instead, he sends him to an old friend of his who throws fish for a living. Oh, man, I knew there was a Terry McGinnis Lou Zealand team-up episode somewhere in this series, but I didn't realize it was this one. But before he can get to learning about the mystic secrets of the boomerang fish, Terry has to talk to some old lady first, and, uh, okay, I'm going to spare you about five minutes of tedious inevitability here. She yodas him. You know, that thing where the person who pretends to be a helpless and slightly insane old person ends up being the very martial arts master you were seeking. It's supposed to teach you a lesson in humility and not making assumptions about people, I think, but in this case, it's mostly a lesson in how to pad an episode. Turns out the, la the old lady is Kyrie, last seen in the exceptionally boring ninja episode of the animated series. Yep, strap in, kids. It's time for another exceptionally boring ninja episode. Gee, I wonder if the other student in this dojo, the incredibly gifted one, ends up being a bad guy. Oh, look at that he is. <laughs> this particular boring ninja's name is Xander, in accordance with some unbreakable rule that every show, movie, and comic made from about 1997 to 2004 has to feature a character named Xander. Xander looks like Namor, but rather, being, rather than being the Prince of Fish, which would actually make sense given Kyrie's whole fish thing, he's the Prince of Cobra. You know, those guys Terry was getting his ass kicked by at the beginning of the episode. What an astounding coincidence! Astounding means narratively lazy, right? <laughs> Terry and Xander actually bond for a minute, hanging out with Max at the ever-popular Cheesy Dan's, which, sure, that's where you definitely take your sheltered friend who's never had a slice of pizza in his life. Everybody knows the best pizza comes from the arcade with the animatronic mice. <laughs> anyway, now Xander knows Max, which means he can take her hostage since this is a two-parter and we need a good cliffhanger. Oh, also there was some Jurassic Park bullshit that I forgot to tell you about, but since I'm one of two people on this entire planet who didn't like that movie, and I married the other one, you'll just have to wait for someone else to tell you about that when they summarize part two. Yeah, this was a whole lot of nothing. I mean, it, honestly, I remembered the Cobra stuff. I remember there being a lot more of it, and I, I mentioned that a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. I was wrong about that, but I also remembered it being duller, and there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on, but, like, I just, I... I no, I wasn't that invested in it, but mm -hmm. it wasn't just Cobras taking over the world. Like, at least they worked on a personal relationship. Yeah. Like, uh, they did something, and I'll give them that. The like, thing I, is... Sorry. Go ahead. 
the thing is, any of the interesting stuff that they're going to do is going to be in the next episode, because this one ends with them turning fucking ninjas into dinosaurs. Yeah, they're doing a whole splicing thing, but they stole a bomb, so I'm not mm-hmm. really clear. Are those things related? Are they going to... They're probably going to put the splice stuff in a bomb, right? They're going to turn... They're going to do what um, uh, Koopa was doing in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yeah! Going to turn everyone into dinosaurs. Yeah, Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Mm-hmm. Who is also Bowser? I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he he was all, he was also Bowser and also Donald Trump in that movie. Well, all right. We don't need to speak of that guy. No. Ugh. But yeah, Ugh. it was at least at least they it wasn't just this faceless organization. Mm-hmm. Like they did give Terry and Terry's training is something I'm not interested in at all. But like, no, yeah, it is a thing that Terry should do instead of just letting an old man let his robots beat him up he should probably get some real training from another human i mean like we're three years into this and bruce is just now going maybe i should send you to someone to teach you how to fight well nor like next level okay you've you've graduated from 101 you need Mm -hmm. to take the advanced class now and uh, i know somebody who can help you with that yeah we're gonna teach you how we're gonna teach you to fight cobra kai Mm mm-hmm that's exactly what they were doing. Cobra K, Cobra with a K, Kai. Uh-huh. The Kai yeah. part is with a C. Hang on, I'm yeah. getting confused. <laughs> Going to get sued by two different people this time. <laughs> um, I, I want to jump to the, hey, it's that guy, mm-hmm. because, so Dan Castellaneta pops up very briefly in a very, very minor, like, I think he has one line. Yeah. It's nothing. And that guy's a working voice actor. They, they use him when they need him, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But- in the credits, he is credited as Cobra Commando. Oh, my God. Speaking of character, like, uh, don't sue us. Guys. Like, we <laughs> talked about this the last time Cobra showed up. Like, yeah, I, I told myself, don't make a bunch of G.I. Joe references in the summary. We already did that. <laughs> I was glad. absolutely disappointed this episode doesn't end with a fight at the Statue of Liberty. I Well, yeah, I know. But th- we still got the next one. And honestly... Uh, I was reading, because the wiki entry on this one has both parts, and I was trying not mm. to spoil myself, even though I've seen it. I forget things. Um, Tim Drake, that's it. Um, <laughs> timing. And um, uh, Bruce Tim, just like, uh, this is a bit of a spoiler, says, mm. yeah, I, we set up some kind of interesting stuff, and the next episode is all just action stuff. So mm. Great. <laughs> Which kind of ties into your bad thing. <sighs> I guess there's still time for this, but I was really hoping that Xander wasn't just going to turn out to be a piece of shit when he offered Terry that rice cake. Like, mm-hmm. I was really interested in that dynamic, like, of him just like, hey, I'm, you know, okay, yes, I'm the bad guy in this episode and I work for a crime family, but also I don't have any friends and I've never been outside of my, uh... Yeah, this my- is this is a story we've seen a lot in mm-hmm. superhero stuff and fantasy, sci-fi, all of that. Like, it's it it would be easy to tell that story of... I was raised around these bad people. I've been indoctrinated and brainwashed, but mm-hmm. I'm really a good person, and the hero can turn me back. Yeah. That would or, be good. Or even just Xander likes Terry, hates Batman, you know? like That's, that's interesting. interesting, too, yeah. You get the but, whole, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Osborne. Uh, uh, Harry Osborne. Ha- yeah. Exactly. T- uh, Tim Drake. Mm-hmm. No, I knew this one. It just took me a sec to like, wait, no, Osborne, right. Uh, Willem Dafoe, I got this. uh, Hang on. Uh Something of a scientist myself. Uh... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Uh, But yeah, it it could be a real interest. And look, I'm sorry if I spoiled that for you, but 
Bruce Tim straight up said, yeah, we set up a pretty interesting dynamic. And then the second part is all just fighting. Cool. Great. So I love it. No, no payoff to that, mm-hmm. apparently. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just like how, when they set up the whole like, hey, man, how's it going? And like the his guards just like sh- just tell him to shut up. Like, yeah. uh, and then having him like, re- like, you know, offer rice cakes to Terry and like, actually, you know, he's a actually a good guy. It's him. just yeah. it's just the people around him won't let him be. It's like, okay, this is actually, like, we're getting somewhere. We're not. Yeah. We're not getting anywhere. No. And then he really. just kidnaps uh, Max because he's never seen another woman before. Yeah, and it's like, I guess there aren't any women in Cobra, are there? No, I guess. Are there Are there not ladies? There must be lady snakes, right? Oh, yeah. I love the sexy slither of a lady <laughs> snake. <laughs> that I will never forget. Everything mm-hmm. from, like, six or seven seasons of The Simpsons. Absolutely. Uh but yeah, it, Leave it all is the snakes. It is strange that they don't have um, any women. I don't yeah. see why they wouldn't. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. Get yourself a baroness. Come on, guys. Yes, of course. Or then, um, I, then I would love this episode. Yeah. Um, I don't yes. know any other women in GI Joe. There's Zartan's little sister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Zartina. <laughs> Zarnifer. <laughs> Zarfini. I don't fucking know. It's Zarana, okay? Th- don't don't write in and tell me it's Zarana. <laughs> Sartina right. just thinking about boys' butts and zombies again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my bad thing. This episode features electric nunchucks. It sure does. They finally found something more boring to me than a sword. <laughs> you know, Al, in some ways you and I are very different people. What? <laughs> I I knew as soon as I scrolled down to your notes, I said, I bet Maggie loves those fucking electric. And yep, sure thing. Uh-huh. Look at that. She electric loves nunchucks, them. motherfucker. Uh-huh. Is it nunchucks are not that interesting to me as a weapon. It's like a stick that moves around a little bit. It's a stick tied to a different stick. Come on. Like they might be more lethal. I get mm-hmm. I get that in in practice, but watching them is just like watching someone with a club that flops around. Well, listen, first of all. They're extremely dangerous. They were ba- they were banned in England, a place that is terrified of ninjas. <laughs> oh boy. Uh-huh. And secondly, I'm a Ninja Turtles fan, so like of course I like nunchucks. How you feel about ninja nets? Uh not positively. And the huh. and the reason for that is because I'm such a Ninja Turtles fan. Yes, I'm aware. Al, they never use nets. I, I know this. They never used Cockadoony nets. <laughs> uh my good thing. Yes. Max flirts with two hot dudes in this episode. She surely does. There's where they're trying to find out what the what the uh, the Cobra guys are up to, and so they go visit this paleontologist, and they have to distract the the TA or the assistant or whoever he is to mm. go see the main guy. And he's like this this sexy young paleontologist, and Max is like, "Hey, so," and she says a bunch of science stuff that I don't yep. remember, but they it- they're like clicking on a nerd level, and it's so cute. It basically amounts to take me into the other room and tell me about bones. Yep. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, uh, I really liked that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and I feel like she was into it. Like, it was a distraction. Oh, yeah. But she also probably got his number. Mm-hmm. Like, she felt really into it. Oh, and yeah. then, And then the other time, she felt kind of uh, horny for uh, Xander, who mm-hmm. looks like Namor. So, yeah, I mean, you know, supposed to be a very sexy dude. Yep. And uh, speaks with, uh, you actually pointed out who uh, his voice was. Oh, yeah, this is Alexis, I think I'm pronouncing this right, Alexis Denisov, who played Wesley mm-hmm. on uh, Angel. Yes, yes. He's... And to a lesser extent, <laughs> Buffy. 
He's a rogue demon hunter. <laughs> Just keep calling yourself that, huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I'll become very badass by the end of the series. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. You will. Mm-hmm. Um, Joss Whedon's a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, I, do I? I think I die. I don't remember. A lot I, of people die in that last episode. So. Yeah, maybe. Or I'm a ghost? Hang on a second. No, because Fred died and he was, like, he still had to deal with that. Right. I don't think they killed him. Too. I mean, in the last episode, they all may have died. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But since they wanted to keep making comics, they're like, no, nah, they were fine. Whatever. Yeah. it's it, uh-huh. it's, Yeah. So while we're talking about uh, uh, voice guys, this is another deep mm. pull. This is another, this isn't a big star or anything, but it's someone yeah. we know reviewing Star Trek. Um uh, the uh, paleontologist who I'm going to get this wrong and I'm sorry in advance, Dr. Padu Banjari, I think mm. was how they said it, um, uh, was played by uh, this character actor, Brian George, who played, among many, many other things, he's a hardworking character actor, played Dr. Bashir's dad in Deep Space Nine, mm. which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. That guy. He was in Seinfeld. He was, uh, was I like that guy. Babu Bhatt. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're very, very bad man. Mm-hmm. That guy. Yep. But but I remember him as as Bashir's like overbearing like excited dad. Jules. Mm-hmm. I did everything for oh, you. Oh right, they, yeah, they did give him that accent. It was yeah. Really good. But also, um, I had you genetically altered. Who <laughs> delay? Your DNA. What a thing to happen to my son. But um, I this episode in particular, a lot more people of color than usual. I don't mm-hmm. know if they were deliberately trying to be a little yeah. more diverse or if it just shook out that way but like uh the dude at the beginning who faked the delivery mm-hmm. uh was a black dude and then later the paleontologist that max is flirting with and then this uh this paleontologist was mm-hmm. was meant to be uh i believe indian like it's cool it's cool to see them trying to not just draw a bunch of white dudes yeah i'm glad maybe a lady snake would help too guys get some more ladies in here Mm-hmm. think about this Think about how that snake costume would look with boobs. Uh-huh. Plus, uh-huh. you got a great name in Lady Snake. It's right there. Yeah. You don't even have course. to try that hard. Nope. Exactly. Uh, okay, what else? Uh, have you done your good thing? No, you haven't. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, so uh, this has uh, Max and uh, Terry chatting while uh, Max Yeah, uh, we've Terry's seen that a lot. Patrol. We've seen that a lot. We've seen her helping him with his homework or talking about Dana yeah. or whatever. And then Bruce gets on the lion and yells at her to get off like he like he's my mom in when I was in tenth grade. <laughs> yep. I need the phone. Get off the phone. I'm waiting for a call. But again, that's an evolution of this relationship. Like he still doesn't like her. Nope. But it's to the point now where they just don't talk when it's urgent. Mm-hmm. It's like uh and he's not like stop like he doesn't block her number. He doesn't mm-hmm. like have her gassed or something. He's just like, uh, get off the phone, Mac. Max. You're obviously part of this, but not right now, okay? Max, get off the line. I don't want to hear about the cute boys you saw today. <laughs> They're going I mean... into hour three of trig homework. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And I can't turn this off because what if there's a crime? <laughs> it's like the police scanner, but uh, with a very excited teenage girl talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good. These guys have no. been talking about anime for three weeks. <laughs> Which I assume is what all 10th graders talk about. God knows it was what I talked about. Sure. Mm -hmm. Not me at all. (laughs) Uh, Only because, you know, I was in 10th grade in like the late 80s. Sure. 
an anime was called something slightly more problematic at that mm-hmm. point. And also, uh, I think there were maybe three movies available to anyone ever. Yep. So. But the thing was finding what, what your videos, which three your video store had, and how many of them were deeply pornographic and violent. Oh, no, they just had Akira. That was it. Yeah, that checks out. The other two were features. Like, there were no series or anything. Mm-hmm. See, I'm a little younger than you, so we had bumped up to Akira, Ghost in the Shell, and then something I still have never heard of. No, but what I'm saying is you were you are younger than me. That's when the boom started happening. Exactly. That's when this stuff started hitting America and Canada, so mm. you had access to it, whereas I did not. Also, I lived in the middle of fucking nowhere. Kids in yeah. New York probably had anime, but I didn't. Whole oh, stores devoted to anime. God damn it. Probably. Okay. Lousy New York. Uh-huh. You know, Al, some might say that, the, that New York is the real third uh, co-host on this show. <laughs> Not Gotham? Really? Yeah. Mm. No, I recently, for the 50th time, reread the uh, Beastie Boys book, and they talk about growing up in New York and just mm. thinking about all the shit they got to do. Yeah. Just just being kids in New York in the early 80s, just, yeah, we could just go to Studio 54 when mm-hmm. I when we were 16. Yeah, no one said anything. Fucking kidding me? Yeah. <sighs> All right, uh, what else? Oh, uh, let's see. Did my good thing. Xander looks like Namor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like so so I already pointed out that cheesy Dan's you know the Chuck E. Cheese of this world like mm-hmm. is is where Cherry ta- chooses to take Xander which is the worst choice but then the Jokers are there the Jokers the terror yep. of like when you talk about oh these crime ridden streets you're talking about the Jokers they're mm-hmm. they're supposed to be this dangerous gang and they're terrorizing patrons of Chuck E. Cheese yeah exactly he's gonna shake down a, a like a seven year old for his uh, lunch money yeah no for tokens uh huh. I'm going to get those wax lips, man. I'm going to get that giant comb. Just uh, taking up all the all the time on the X-Men machine, not letting anyone else play. That feels like a very specific experience. It sure does. <sighs> great, I get, great, I get to be Colossus. <laughs> Colossus not the good one? I don't know. I don't know X-Men. <laughs> uh... Um, oh, so we should talk about Kyrie for a minute. She yes. was uh, in those uh, ninja episodes of mm-hmm. animated series. I had to look that up. Because yeah, I absolutely I, forgot she existed. I remembered there being a, a woman that Bruce trained with. Yeah. But I did not remember the character's name or anything about her. She's The character's great in this. She like mm-hmm. I did sort of make it sound like it was tedious, and it wasn't. Like She was pretty good. And, mm-hmm. and they threw a little bit of extra, like, uh, calling out people's racism. Yeah. Because she's doing an accent, and yeah. then when they go back to the dojo, she's like, all right, here's your stick. Let's start. And mm-hmm. he's like, wait a minute, what happened to your accent? And she says, oh, that's just for the customers. Yeah, that sells fish better. White people love it when the little Asian lady does does the voice, but yep. come, on, come on, man. I've lived in Gotham for 70 years. Yeah, like what? Yeah. It was a nice, like, that's not something you see in a kid's cartoon. No. I absolutely had the moment where I'm like, oh, God, I hope that she's putting on a voice. Well, I very briefly thought it was Tress McNeil because her voice has sort of similar characteristics. Oh, God, it absolutely could be, too. But it wasn't, thankfully. God knows she played Amy's mom long enough. Yeah, and Futurama kind of doubled down on that, just, mm-hmm. like, kept doing it. Yep. And they'll be bringing her back, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Billy West is, is her dad. Yep. Also very bad. Mm-hmm. It's not great. Nope. Okay, what else? Uh, let's see. 
That's about all I have. Yeah, the only other thought I had was that, like, you take a guy who has been inside, like, his entire life, has a very strict diet devoted entirely to martial arts, mm-hmm. and then give him one slice of pizza from a Chuck E. Cheese, that guy is going to die. Yes. Like, and the death will not be quick or pleasant. No, it will involve a lot of poop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was about to make a reference that you won't get yet, so never mind. Mm. But your kids are going to love it. Well, you kids in the hall fans are going to love it. Sure. Employees must wash hair before pooping. <laughs> Trust me, that will... Well, it's not going to make sense, but... No. Unless kids in the hall, like... Yeah, of course. Um... Yeah, you don't like you like Chuck E. Cheese is an arcade and a ball pit first. The pizza yep. is an afterthought. The pizza, I believe, there was a that thing going around a few years ago where they like people were realizing that Chuck E. Cheese was just reusing old pizza slices. I mean that I never like I got pizza there because of course you do. Yeah, what else were you gonna do? That's not why I was there, and no. I knew it wasn't like this isn't the good lunch that Grandma's taking me out for. She's mm-hmm. taking me out to the arcade so she can sit quietly and read a book for a while. Yeah, exactly. Anytime I went to see my grandmother, it's like, oh, yeah, we're spending an afternoon here. And I mm-hmm. figured that one out quick. Like, yep. oh, this is not fun for you, huh? Oh, well, mm-hmm. bye. <laughs> uh, my dad took me to a Chuck E. Cheese when I was four. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you traumatized? Kind of. I mean, traumatized tone, enough that I still remember this. Your tone implies that you were like, I'm not trying to make a joke out of it. I'm saying your your tone makes it sound like you were horrified by the animatronic animals or something. Uh, No, nothing that nothing like that. But I did go into the ball pit and my dad thought I was drowning in it. How? And then dived in to save me. I mean, that's legit sweet. That's uh-huh. maybe the nicest thing you've ever nicest story you've ever told me about your dad. That's entirely possible. But it was also uh extremely strange. Yeah, but what? I know. That's like the guy on Taskmaster who tried to put helium in an egg. I know. Stop and think about this for even a moment. It's mm-hmm. not a thing. Do you think the like three inch diameter plastic balls are getting into your child's lungs, sir? I assume my dad had never seen a ball pit before and was just completely flummoxed by it. I, it also could have been like you know I'm not I I won't trash talk your dad because he's not my dad. Mm-hmm. Like it might have been parental instinct kicking in. Like when you hear about a mom lifting a car to mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh shit, my kid's in danger. <laughs> I'm not thinking rationally. I better rescue my kid. Ugh. Like you, you know, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, it, I guess it, it would stick it with like... you. It would stick with you though. It like, certainly f- did. It's been like, <laughs> yeah, it's been 35 years. Yeah, the fuck was that, Dad? I feel like you're at a point now where you could ask him about that. Mm-hmm. I might. You just you do you do you even remember this? Because I at never all? forget it. What the hell? Yeah. And he'll just say, oh, I was very drunk. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, my quote, so we hadn't talked about this yet. Uh, Max turns into, uh, speaking of G.I. Joe references, mm-hmm. turns into Roadblock in this episode. <laughs> she sure does. There's a whole bunch of rhyming, and, and this is one. It's not even a particularly good line, no. but uh, because Cree Summer's such a good performer, it, it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Way shui display. There's that, but that was not the only example. She had a few lines like that. Yeah, she rhymes twice in this episode, and they're very tortured rhymes too. Like it was, it wasn't like, oh, this just came out as a rhyme. I didn't mm-hmm. mean it that way. No, she she did it on purpose for some reason. Yeah, I'm a poet, and I was unaware of the fact that I was one. Uh huh. I used to make that joke all the time because I'm a dad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, that's everything I got. Very well. Well, next time. 
we have the final three episodes. This is one yeah. of the times we're doing three because that's it. This 13-episode season. So. so we are, what, two episodes away from a uh, Q&A special, yeah? Yeah. The next episode will be the final three episodes, which mm-hmm. is the second part of this, and then an episode called Countdown and one called Unmasked yep. with uh, Brian should be joining us for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the following week we'll be doing uh, the feature, Return of the Joker. Yep. And then the Q&A. Yes. Yeah. So. so if you have any Qs, uh, send them yes. to our A's. Yes. <laughs> Just stick these cues in your A. <laughs> right in the A. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. Yep. Please do. Uh, we, we don't hear from you guys quite as much as we did with the Star Trek show. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it would be nice to. Yeah, of course. It would be nice to hear what you, what you have to say. Yeah. Uh, the website, as ever, kidslovebatman.com. Uh, after we finish Batman Beyond, we will be moving on to Static Shock. Yeah. A, a series about which almost all of us know nothing. Yep. I have seen. The episodes that cross over with Batman and Justice League, which mm-hmm. are there's there's three or four of them, enough that you can say, yeah, this is definitely the same universe. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Out of out of like a hundred episodes, I've seen like three. Yeah. So I know nothing. So uh, new territory for us. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, we are on Twitter. I'm at Algar. I'm at uh, Maggie Robots. And we'll be back next time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala dregs. <laughs> For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022. Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.